Welcome back to the Northeast Newscast. This week, we're getting to know the founders of Samaritan's Wings, an organization focused on elevating Northeast Kansas City's immigrant and refugee communities. I'm joined by founder Khadija, COO Shanae, and outreach coordinator Martin. This episode of the Northeast Newscast was made possible by Shemeika's online market in Delhi. How are you guys? Thanks for being here. Doing very we're good. good. How are you? Thanks for having us. So this is the first time I've actually heard your organization. Do you want to maybe start, explain what your mission is and why you're so passionate about it? This is Shanae. Um, Samaria's Wings mission is to elevate immigrants and refugees, families within the Northeast community with resettlement. Okay. And um, have you started this recently? Is it new to the area? Um, it's, it's actually been, uh, sorry, this is Martin. Uh, it's actually been a year long process. The program has been developed recently, but the mission has always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us, some of us immigrants who've, like I said, just been here since the very beginning or, you know, or tra- transitioning in or coming in and transitioning, this mission has always been there. And, and this program actually allows us to organize it you know and put a face to it and and then create the establishment of it um so yeah and so what are some of the ways that um you know you reach out to those communities and help them this is khadija so one of the ways that we help out is word of mouth with the northeast area the somalians the fact that um they some of them don't read or write we just a word of mouth it goes around by just you tell me, you tell the other person. Sometimes it's the website. Sometimes it's our business card. So it's just a couple of things that we do. So what are the services that you offer? Um, interpreting, um, helping with government forms, um, with personal hygiene, food, education, school support, um, and housing. The to help necessities them. of life. Yes. Like I said, to establish yourself in a country that is, first off, language barrier is already restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, resources, if not known to or limited, um, you know, it, it puts a burden on family shoulders. You know, on top of the fact that you have to raise your kids in an education system that does not always support, you know, your background, your your image. And, you know, and also the fact that you have to survive, you have to work, you have to provide, you know, so. The the programs and the services that we offer, like they're necessities, you know, we just all we want to do is open the door, you know, but our outreach uh, is to get people to that door, you know, to help them come to us, you know, meet us halfway. Yeah, it seems like, you know, a lot of people who aren't familiar with the situation might think, oh, once you've made it to America, you're good, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy right street, it's easy life. street painted on television, you know, it's on radios when you're don't have television, you're listening to the radio, it's easy street. You know, you see the movies that come through overseas and it looks glamorous. Uh, but then when you come here, you find out that you do have to pull yourself up from your bootstrap, your own bootstraps. And if you don't have a, a well-organized or well-unified community, you will struggle. Um, uh, so, you know, it, 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 it can be tough for families to not only find the resources, but to know how to utilize those resources. Sure. Uh, so all the programs that we offer, like I said, it's the one, two, three steps. It's all baby steps, but the goal is to transition and elevate our refugee families so they can take advantage of polls and 
take advantage of business opportunities. And of course, universities take advantage of college and educations, you know, while still providing those basic necessities that we all need. So it seems like there's a pretty concentrated population of immigrants and refugees in Northeast. Do you think that's a benefit to people who are new to this country? I would agree so. Yes, I would say Because, you know, you have your veterans, you know, you need your veterans. Um, or in in other terms, your elders, you know, people that have, have the wisdom, have the knowledge, obtained and went through the challenges, and they can pass down that information. And, and that's what this program will provide. You know, it's an elder system. You know, when we're just three now, but as it grows and we figure out the right places to put individuals in the right individuals come and meet us halfway, you know, we hope that it will become something that will support many, all refugees, you know. Sure. So is this, I guess, lack of services that you're filling something you've been aware of your whole life? Um, yes. It's something that I've dealt with my whole life with my family, my parents, starting at a young age. It's them not speaking the language, having a language barrier, them not knowing their rights, them not knowing what to read or what the paper says. It's like I remember missing school at a young age because back then when we came, there wasn't a lot of interpreting service at hospitals and it was just a spike that one day I was like, I remember my family struggling and I know there's immigrants that's coming every day and I'm sure they're struggling the way my parents struggled. So your mission kind of with providing these services is to take that burden off of, you know, maybe young students who do know English Mm -hmm. and have to give up part of their education or just are burdened with being the responsible English speaking person in their household. All right. Them being in some way, it's like them taking the role from the parent at a young age. And sometimes they don't even know, but they're doing it to help their parents. Mm -hmm. And I just want to take that burden from them and the parents and the family. Because you really don't know the consequences of your actions because you're looking at the positives and the benefits that you're providing. So consequences doesn't add up until someone slaps you with something and say, hey, you can't graduate. You know, you missed these many days. You didn't complete these many assignments. Well, I was focused on this. Well, that doesn't change the fact that the system still still says this, you know, so that limited information or limited knowledge, it it, it hinders us. And it it does cause a a downward spiral. Um, It has. uh, It's created bad images for all of our communities. And just to, uh, for the record, um, Khadija is a Somalian. Um, Shanae is, of course, African-American and I'm. I'm black. Yeah, African-American. Let me get I'm a, black. I don't want to say that. <laughs> okay. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm from Uganda. I'm South Sudan. Uh, so we already bridged three different nationalities um, and three different technically refugees because if we, we trace it back, you know, the slaves that originated, they were refugees. So we are all united. We're all intact and we all have that refugee title and we're all trying to move forward together, you know, but we do need to do it together because there are many forces that are willing to hold us back. You know, I won't say they're restricting us because the opportunities are there, but they are holding us back to a sense where we aren't focused on all of the opportunities or all of the resources that are in front of us. 
And like I said, you just don't know what you don't know. So we hope to provide that base, that foundation where people can find out what they need to know. Sure. And even aside from your different nationalities, you all come from different backgrounds and experiences that there it is. help you do these jobs better. Yes. So, you know, Shay, do you want to talk about maybe your experience with housing? Um, I'm, I'm a citizen. I would say that first. So I'm not a refugee or immigrant um, by government standards. But I would say um, my background in housing, I've worked in the Northeast for over six years. And so um, just the language barriers, the cultural barriers, the religious barriers um, from a housing standpoint, sometimes it can be a little difficult to try to get what you need. Um, An example would be most of the residents in the Northeast are of Islamic faith. Well, in Islam, they don't file marriage license. They do religious ceremonies. So when you're doing um, HUD paperwork, which is basically um, housing, they ask, are you married? Well, they'll say yes, but then you have to say, is it a religious ceremony or are you considered married in the States? And then it's like, well, yeah. And then it's like, okay, did you fail the piece of paper and go to the courthouse? And it's like, no, I didn't do that. It was just two people in the room with me. And it's like, okay, that's considered a religious ceremony. Kansas recognizes um, common law. Missouri does not yet. So then in that regard, it would be no, you're just two individuals that are cohabitating together, but not taken from the fact that you guys are considered married in your faith. So I would say just those differences, um, not understanding how to report issues and things that go on. Um, the biggest thing that I found is like the fear of police. Mm-hmm. I would say the fear of police within the community itself has always been bad. Um, but I've noticed what immigrants is that immigrants and or refugees is very high. Um, they don't want to call the police. They don't want to interact with them. And I think it goes back to go way back. Yeah, like misconceptions. <laughs> and so with that being said, it's like, okay, something happened that's considered assault. And it's like, don't call the police. It's like, it, it's not ISIS. We can call the police. This is, you know, what you're supposed to do. But a lot of times they for fear of retaliation. They won't or even and that has a lot to do with cultural and traditional yes. values. Like I said, our culture tells us that we shouldn't put things out you mm-hmm. know, because people are willing to take a piece of your culture. And, and you know, they 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 bend wheels against it, you know, and or our tradition just teaches us that we should remain custom to the way we were versus mm-hmm. becoming who we should. You know, you have to elevate. You have to elevate and you have to evolve and you have to. Not eliminate, but, re, you know, apply more to or add more to or just rechange certain traditions and customs because it doesn't apply the same year. You know, this is a whole new territory, a whole new land. 
And if you come with traditional values and it's very good, it's, like I said, it, it has the fundamental basis, but sometimes it just doesn't apply in the same sense here. So what Shanae was explaining was our ability to not let go of certain our stigmas. certain stigmas, you know, mm-hmm. and and that that also comes from the the generational gap, you know, the the elders and the youth, you know, and the barriers that are so in between, you know, and the barriers are our parents, you know, the elders have the information, the parents should transfer that information, but since the parents are dealing with so much trauma, uh, fear of police is like I said, when war is happening. A man with a uniform comes to your door and is threatening and you see things that are happening in front of you that should not be happening from a man in a uniform with a gun. You transition that memory to this situation where they're told to us that they're here to protect us. They're told to us that they're here to serve us. But our image of what this represents does it. We can't see past that, you know, and and like I said, that's where our our traditions and our customs keep us at a standstill. You know, of course, the whole reaching out and speaking, you don't speak of family issues outside of family. Now, everyone does this, but every other nationalities understand the benefits of doing it as well because of the resources that are out there. There is, you know, consulting with your doctors, speaking with lawyers, you know, knowing your options to, 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 to this country is very valuable to do those things. Uh, for our tradition and customs, it's it's given a bad eye. It's given a bad image. You're turning on the family. You know, you're, you're looking down on the family, which is just, and that's troubling, you know, for youth that are growing up here and they have to be told this at home, but then they're told this at school, like, Hey, it's okay. You feel comfortable. You're putting me in a very tough situation. I cannot go against my family as beneficial as it seems as beneficial as it sounds. I cannot go against my family, you know, and if they find out, it's 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 a lot of stigmas. It's a lot of issues. And we want, to, like I said, you have to talk it through. And if our parents aren't able to because of the consistent, you know, the, just the, the stigmas that they're going against and the traditions that they're wishing to uphold in a country that, you know, you can lose yourself in, um, you know, that's the barriers that we want to go through. That's the path. That's the, the road we want to draw people in. You know, our peers, really, you know, because we're the only ones that can change the faith of our communities, our, uh, you know, our, 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 our country, you know, if that, you know, we're still the youngest country. So it just shows us that we can still do so much more. Uh, but we have to learn to take advantage of the resources we have here in this country because they do provide a lot. It's time to take a break to thank our sponsors. Shamika's Market in Delhi, offering catering and nationwide shipping at shamikasonline.com. Find their new deli at 16th and Swift in North Kansas City. Shamika's, where customers become friends and friends become family. And now back to the newscast. It, not, not in a well-rounded, you have to inject yourself into your community now. You know, um, at home, you can, you shouldn't do those at home because it, it does, it does create barriers, you know, because then it, it'll restrict you from ever really gaining access into your community, your actual, like, well, there's community. The Hispanic community has always been together. They always do functions. You know, it's the individual homes that set the different standards. Just like for me, I've been here since 1993. Uh, I was basically raised in this country. Um, I We had our customs, we had our traditions, but our family ended up uh, developing that mindset of, no, we're here. 
you know, we're here to stay. And this is all you need to know. And even though they spoke the language amongst themselves as the parents, you know, they did not pass it. You know, they wanted us to sit there and listen, but you told us we're, we're here, we're here to stay. So we're trying to go make things happen and, and, and build and grow and reach out and make friends and, you know, trying to explore what we, what the world we have. So you, while we're exploring this world, you're neglecting us, our world, you know, and it, 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 it caused, it, it causes rift, you know, it causes that, that negative pull that you pull away from, you know, that solitude you pull away from your community. Um, I've been blessed to be able to regroup with my community. Uh, started in 2017, went in hard, uh, found out my, my tribe, found out my bloodline, found out my dogala, which is the door that I come through. Um, and those are information that only your parents can provide, you know, and sometimes it, 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 it does boil down to the, the, your parents' name, the family name. And like I said, losing that, um, it does, it does cause terrible effects. You know, people that say, you know, you look the same, but you don't feel or connect the same. It causes a bad rip, you know, and it causes a, a split within the psyche. You, you guess, you second guess yourself. You second guess so much. And a lot of our kids are dealing with stress and, and trauma because of these things. You know, they, they don't know how to move in a, which direction to go in. You know, the world that I see every day, the culture my mom speaks about and my own path. And that's a huge rip. You know, when we can just line it up, you know, we can line it all up and, and apply the, the right amount of focus and, and take care of ourselves properly, you know, properly sure. without losing pieces of ourselves, especially the most important ones. What helped you find your identity here? That was always here. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, the Somali community was always there. Yeah, like you know, always there was like always. even when we first landed in Chicago, there was no Somalians. That's very dope. So it was hard. It was really hard because my mom kept the religion, the culture within us, but because we didn't know this new culture, we didn't know this new country. We were scared. It was frightening for us until our my aunts moved us back to uh, Missouri. And that's when I was like, oh, there's our people. Like where we first landed, we didn't see no Somalis. And it's scary for you to come to a country where you're the only one and you're different in your own ways and you're looking for your people. Now it's like, what do you do? Where do you start? It's all these questions. And your parents are scared just like you. We came to Missouri and it was like, that's when we started mm -hmm. feeling comfortable. It's like, oh, we're not alone. We have our people. We have people that are struggling just like us. Now it's not fear. Now it's like, okay, what we have to do is help each other out. And they came together and every family helped each other out to get where they wanted to be, to understand the American life, the American country. And it has its ups and downs, but now it's like, that's what we're trying to do now for the new immigrants where they don't have to feel how we felt. They don't have to be frightened and scared, even though they are. And, and we assure them it's OK. Yeah. We've been there. Definitely make it. Right. <laughs> we made it, it. You will make it. And it's just to ensure them. And now it's like they're they're coming on, along with it. And not just that. It's like if the person that's been here like more than five or ten years in the new. It's like. We're always together. We're always helping instead of just straining them or leaving them like, no, we'll do this together. And it's been working pretty well.
Kansas City is definitely the heart of the country. Yeah. Um, and like I said, if you can develop something in Kansas City, it should definitely be a community. Uh, because like I said, you can you can spread the love everywhere after that. That's you know, true. You can connect with so much after that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the, the Somali community showed us a lot of that. You know, their base began in Missouri, but now they franchise in they, Nebraska, Minnesota, their their own. You know, and it's it's amazing to see what they've accomplished. But that's the definition of a community, a community that does not put barriers or restrictions. You know, they don't have borders and they don't do tribes. You know, they focus on their mission, which is to unite and help their people. Mm. Why allow your people to be lost? Why allow your people to, 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 you know, to burn at the feet? Why allow it when you can show them another way, when you can present another way, you know, and of course, just man, put it out there and share it. You know, there's, there's no restrictions. So we, like, we want to implement that. We want to promote that. We want to showcase that. Because it's possible. It seems like community is very, you know, key to your mission and supporting others, helping your neighbors, things like that. Do you find that Americans are very individualistic? I would say that Americans are very self-centered. I just know with me being Black, my parents are from the South and it's we've always had that village mentality like aunts, uncles, you know, whether biological or not, like if you get in trouble, if your parents are there, then somebody else will get you. Um, so I instilled that in my children as well as my parents just instilled that in us. Like I'm 37. If I still do something, I think, what would my daddy say? Oh, no. no, as always in the background. Right. So I think um, a lot of people have gotten away from that. Um, that community, that village feel. Um, one thing that I loved about when I worked at Rose Hill, that was something that um, I always try to implement with the residents. Like, this is you all's community. If you see a mom struggling, then help her. If your neighbor needs a ride to the grocery store and you got a car, y'all coming back to the same place. Same place. Make those connections. That's a community by itself. If you see that somebody needs something, then what does it hurt for you to give it to them? Or you see a single mom and you're a two-parent household and she got kids around the same age as your kids and your kids are outside playing and you hear her child saying, hey, I want to go out and play. And you're like, no, because, you know, I got to put the baby up or whatever. If you make those connections, it's in public, you know, quote unquote, safe. You can, you know, while you get the baby down, you're looking out the window, you can see your child and making those connections. But I think Americans have gotten away from that because it's the fear of, oh, my goodness, you know, what if this is going on? What if that's going on? I think basically fear stops a lot of that. Um, Not communicating stops a lot of that. But I think with different ethnicities and different cultures and things, 
they embrace that, like Martin was saying, within the Hispanic community. You see a lot of togetherness and celebration in regards to, especially in the Northeast, in regards to Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, But on the other side of the avenue, it tends to be a little bit of a disconnect when it comes to community. Or as Martin said, I don't want, you know, them in my business. I don't want them knowing that. But it could be you hungry and your neighbor just threw out a bunch of food because they cook too much and they had nobody to give it to. But because you didn't share that need because of the fear or maybe looking down upon, you know, whatever it is, because you're scared, you never know unless you pass. And community is so, so, so important. I mean, what if... For example, a child can't come talk to their parent. What if they had that aunt that they could go talk to that person that they felt safe with? Because a lot of times in minority communities, minority household, minority households, we don't talk about therapy. We ain't going to counseling. Right. (laughs) It's you pray the Lord, Allah, yeah, you know, we'll make it. Pray yeah. About, you know, speak speak it's, to someone that can right that won't give me a response, but will listen. Hey, listen, I need a response. I need to know where to go. You know, and that that's helps. not popular in our community, but it goes to also a whole nother rabbit trail of. You also got to apply that history says. Yeah, that, you know, the European community, I won't say white, but European community, they don't know how to stay together. You know, they they're they're takers, you know, they're they wanters. They they want power. They're searching for more. They're they're always looking for better things and better ways to do things. So they don't ever take the time to just enjoy what they have. And that's where that self-centered comes in from. It's you're so focused on you that you forget that you have a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, you know, because you want to be the most successful or you want to compete in silence with your brothers and sisters, you know, or the family, the devastating part about sports. Oh, we're going to put all of our children to compete against each other. We don't do that. You know, we don't, we don't send our kids to sports to compete against each other. We send them out to go look out for each other. You know, if you go play a sport, you're looking out for each other. And that's in every, all aspects. And soccer is the reason why we have that basics is because it you have to play together to win together versus basketball and football and baseball, where it's individual status, individual accomplishments. Yeah, it's a team that that wins, but at the end of the day, it's only one person that gets glorified. You know, out of everybody in the the Bulls team, Michael Jordan was the main one getting recognized, even though. He passed the ball too. He shared the ball. Other people shot the ball. But the concept in America is that, you know, you have to be number one. You have to be the best. And that's why they would never six. They'll never understand the aspects of community. They're willing to destroy it. <laughs> they are willing to destroy it. And I'm just talking about history. Uh, but, you know, every day is history. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but history shows that this is their way of building. Taking away some of those initial hurdles helps 
build people up for the long term, right? You know, if you can get squared away right off the bat, right. find your people, find your community, you can turn around and help people Correct. someday. Yes. That are in the situation that you actually know about rather than, you know, showing up to some office and these people have no clue what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. The, fact, the fact is that we have, it's 2020, we have 20 years. Um, and I, I stick to 20 years because uh, so much can happen in 20 years. A whole generation can be developed in 20 years. Uh, but we have 20 years to develop, to build, to grow, to unite. Um, with If we do not, within this 20 years, we're going to be to the point where we're too tired, too aggravated, too disappointed, too much regret. Some of us will be successful. Some of us will have joy. Some of us with no joy, but many of us will be down spiraling. And a lot of us will be transitioning to the new generation. And if you're bringing that type of stigma into the new generation, I mean, we just continue. We just, we not only crippled the next generation, but we destroyed them. What we do from here to then dictates how we're going to develop that next generation, how that next generation is going to continue to elevate us. Because, like I said, you know, for some of us, it's too late. You know, we have already, man, we went down. You know, we've been beat down. There is no, some, there is no coming back. You know, um, everyone can come back, by the way. But to some, the feeling of not being able to, that that right there is crippling enough. Yeah. You know, and we lost, you know, amongst the entire immigrant community, um, minority community, we lost so many, so many. Rather, it was gun violence, mm-hmm. suicide, um, like I said, just recklessness, wrong place, wrong time. You know, the poor random shootings. We've lost so much and we will continue to lose so much if we don't figure out what the next 20 years is going to have to represent. And we lost so many elders. You know, the war in Sudan has been it's been ravaging. You know, this is going on. Three decades, you know, longer, you know, from, and we've lost elders. Well, they fighting at this yes, point. I, they don't even know what they're fighting right, for, they you know. Fight. You're fighting for what you see, but you don't know what you have, you know, the natural resources. That's why we're such, we're still the youngest country because we don't know what we have. And since we lost so many of our elders because of war, running from, you know, shooting soldiers, I don't see an elder picking up and jetting off, you know, I don't see that. I see them just giving up. What choice do I have? You know? But I think that goes to defeat, if that makes sense. I think think that minorities, a lot of us do not understand the history and the fight that those before us have. So a lot of times it's just like, dang, I'm not doing me. Man, I'm only focused on this. Yeah, I'm not going to interact with that. But I think Samaritan Wings is here to encompass all of that. We're all about community. Yes, we are aimed at refugees and immigrants. But again, our organization is about helping, Mm -hmm. helping build that community so we're not going to turn you away if you come and say i need help with this and this we're going to help you our services are free to the community our goal again goes back to elevating the northeast no matter what 
category you fit into. Sure. No matter what um, religion you practice or no matter how you identify. I think that's awesome because, you know, I was fortunate enough to have an education and sometimes speak English very well. But speak English (laughs) for my entire life. And I still am frustrated and confused by government paperwork, by, Mm -hmm. you know, all these adulting things that, you know, kids shouldn't be worried about. And, you know, there's a lot of people in Northeast who didn't have the privilege of an education. Maybe, you know, those opportunities were taken away from them or they didn't have enough motivation. Who knows? But having a place they can go for help for the little things that turn into the big things. Mm -hmm. That seems Mm -hmm. like you know, the purpose you're trying to serve here. So what does the name Samaritan's Wings represent for you? Samaritan Wings came from what we're passionate about, helping people. Samaritan, a person that likes to help people. And then Wings, basically you're under our wings. We will make sure that we help you in every way. Like we're not going to turn you down no matter what. We have your back. You don't have to worry. And don't forget that you can also earn your wings by actually being a part of the team, developing yes. the team and promoting the program. Like I said, it's it plays both ways. We can guide you. We can comfort you. We can protect you. Mm-hmm. Or you can do it with us. You know, yep. and earn your wings to get it going. So if people wanted to, you know, donate or get involved in some way, how could they do that? They could go onto the website, www dot samaritanwings.org um, there is a donation link or if you want to partner you can contact us um, also via Facebook we have a Facebook page Samaritan Wings uh, don't forget that Wings is spelled with a Z at the end you know I gotta clarify because Google be playing games <laughs> <laughs> or you can Google <laughs> Might get to order some hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes, wings is with a Z. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you guys so much for you know taking the time and joining me today. I really appreciate getting to learn more about all these awesome organizations that are in Northeast and are trying to build people up and create community. Thank you so You're much, welcome. Abby, Thank for, you for having, having us. us. Hey, what, are you saying we over? I thought we was having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> And that was Khadijah, Shanae, and Martin from Samaritan's Wings. Don't forget to stop by Shemeika's new location at 16th and Swift or order online at shemeikasonline.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Northeast Newscast.